Welcome to the third episode of Shit to Say with your favorite shit talker, Lacey. <laughs> I'm back at it again with a dear friend of mine, Evelyn, and she's going to tell you who she is, where she's from, and what she does. And you guys are going to like her because she's super lit. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the intro. Right. <laughs> I guess I'll start with where I'm from. So I'm Evelyn. I also go by Eve. Esco. Or Esco. (laughs) I go by a lot of things. But I'm originally from Virginia, specifically Northern Virginia, and I'm now in L.A. Dope. So I met Evelyn. First of all, I, I brought Evelyn here to talk about social media and, like, all the good, bad, and ugly all the stuff because that's her job and that's what she does for a living and she's great at it. I think it's interesting because I met Evelyn from Instagram and it's it's just interesting that like now you meet people on the internet and like become friends in real life and it's just this whole new world that I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate and I feel like people listening also are trying to figure out how to navigate because no one knows what the fuck we're doing here anyway. So... Really wanted to dive into Evelyn's mind of a social media media manager expert and see like <laughs> like how does this world work for you? How do you craft your own personal brand? And just like I just want to like dive into it. So you create essentially like stories and visual platforms for like an array of brands like how did you even get into that because like in school it was like nobody said do you want to be you know a social media manager or do you want to like create content I don't even know what I was doing like (laughs) in school (laughs) back then so how did you how did you get into this you know it's not like we're that old because now people can like minor in social media marketing or like it's actually that's crazy a curriculum now but when I was in school which was not that long ago I went for journalism and just kind of fell into the like growing social media world. I literally just started with like two internships at the same time in Boss. DC <laughs> for some nonprofits that, you know, one was like fuel cell energy and the other one was like inhalant abuse prevention. Wait, when did Michelle come into place? Because just like you know, pie people, <laughs> Evelyn has worked with Michelle Obama. So <laughs> you need to take out your notepad and take some notes because she knows the queen. <laughs> so that came, that was my first gig outside of college. I graduated and then a week later, I started my internship with the office of the first lady. Crazy. So that's real. It still doesn't feel real, but that's it crazy. happened. So yeah, I just kind of really fell into it. You know, like, when you're in journalism, they tell you to get a bunch of internships, try broadcast, try, mm-hmm. you know, well, broadcast both sides, radio and TV, and then also print. And then I just kind of fell into digital, which was like an area they weren't telling us to go to. And it just kind of developed into what it is now. And it's been a huge skill set to have because, you know, everyone needs a social media person. Everyone's trying right. to look good on social and like tell their story. And so if you have that framework and you're young and, you know, you have an ear to what's actually going on and what's cool right now, then that really sets you apart from, you know everyone else right that's valid because as like as you were even talking I was thinking about it and I'm like journalism is social media like these days like when I think about journalism traditionally it just it feels more like you know you're covering stories it's more press it feels more communications but technically 
journalism translates to creating content and like creating like a brand identity and creating a story for like different brands or whatever. So journalist majors, you need to get your social media game up. (laughs) But also like when I was in school, that was pre Buzzfeed and like pre lists and all of that. So everyone was like, Oh, why are you majoring journalism? You're not going to make any money. You're not going to have any jobs. Like print is going dead. You know, no one had the the vision. Yeah. Like everything's just going to go digitally. Or one day just become BuzzFeed list or whatever. True. So I could have gone that route too, but I wasn't thinking in the traditional sense of it. So I just went to the social media. I wasn't thinking at all. Because even (laughs) when I think about it now, like in high school, I've always been like a blogger. So essentially Mm -hmm. I've always been creating content, but I never thought about it as creating content. I just thought about it as like, I need a space where I could talk about whatever I want to talk about. Where you had your shit to say. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's the podcast. And now, you know, fast forward to what I'm doing now, everything kind of like is full circle of like, okay, what I was doing then was creating content. Didn't Mm -hmm. know. It was also a form of journalism, which I wouldn't consider myself a journalist. Like, it's just like whole mind fucked of like, yeah. Oh, shit. Essentially, you were. We were like building up to this moment. Even with like MySpace and all of that, like, we were journaling little thing I guess it's more like micro journalism because it was like day to day or like events with friends but we've kind of been brought up to think that way without knowing that it was right. happening right so people you're probably already setting yourself up for whatever career you're gonna have if you like lost in the world I mean I'm always lost in the world <laughs> so like don't stress it because if you were blogging 10 years ago you're probably gonna be like a content creator at some point Um okay so we know how you got into it and now you're working for different brands. Like you've worked for Honest Beauty. You're working for Tom's. You've worked with Unsun, which if people don't know, that's Frank Ocean Mama. Uh, <laughs> sunscreen line is super dope for women of color. You've worked with, and then like even like, I know you like collaborate with different brands, which we'll get into. But once graduating and like working with Michelle, I mean, if you work with Michelle, you could pretty much do anything. <laughs> but how did you take this jump into doing this for like different brands? And it feels like you're in a beauty or like lifestyle, like fashion space. Like how did you Definitely. get into that? Well, after all the craziness after school and uh, that White House internship, I started working at Living Social, which was like, you know, the only like non-government job to work in dc right at the time (laughs) and it was a cool place like everyone was young and it was fun and they built a social media team while i was there so i was one of you know the like three people that they brought on to kind of make that team and so i started getting exposed to a lot of different types of stories whether it was like kind of fashion kind of like tech you know Mm producty uh just starting to tell like product stories that I had never really been exposed to. And from there, I knew eventually I wanted to move to LA and I have always had a genuine interest in the fashion and beauty space. So actually that's even a funny story in itself because when I moved to LA, first of all, if you're trying to come to LA or if you're trying to move somewhere like across country or just in another part of the country, 
you basically have to pretend like you already live there. True. Because people are not even going to give you a glance if you're applying from your home state saying that you plan to move if you get a job. Oh, my God. That's um, so true. Because yes. I apply for so many jobs using friends, like like um, home addresses or whatever. So if you had a homegirl or homeboy that lives somewhere, just be exactly. like, hey, let me get your address. Your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is. Because there are so many young people going for the same types of jobs. And there's no reason why they will pick a strong candidate outside of the state if there's a strong candidate inside the state. Right. So I applied using my aunt's address. Uh, I was on vacation in Hawaii and I was applying on LinkedIn. And then I applied to Chinese Laundry Shoes. And next thing you know, the very next day, I get an email from them asking if I can come in Monday at 8 a.m. for an interview. Oh, shit. So I got to change around all my flights. (laughs) And I was supposed to be in D.C. on Monday. So I don't even know what I told work, but I got to L.A. (laughs) on Monday. (laughs) I had the interview. They, you know, were asking me like, oh, where do you live? Whatever. I just went with it. You know, I barely really knew L.A. at that time. And then I flew back home, came back the very next week, did two more interviews. And then they were like, great, can you start in a week? And I was like, I sure can. So I went home. Packed up my entire life in like five bags. Wow. Moved in a week, came and uh, stayed with my aunt, and that was it. That's how I got out here, and that's how I started in the fashion and beauty space. Like I literally just went for it and took the leap, and it worked. So see, take the leap, people. Take yes, and I think that's that's a good story for people to hear. It's a good story in general, but. People always think, and I even thought it, that after graduating college, it was just going to be like this big moment where someone calls me like, hey, girl, we're going to fly you here and we're going to pay for everything and relocate you. And then I'm like, oh, shit, like nobody's paying for a damn thing. And it's also this idea that you need a lot of stuff to start something, which that's with businesses or content or whatever. Because when I got ready to move here, my dad was like, you need like $5,000. Yes. You need all this stuff. You need first month and last month. And I was like, listen, (laughs) I don't even know how much money I came out here with, but I had nothing saved. I had nothing in preparation. It literally (laughs) just happened. So, you know, there's so many people who are held back by saying, oh, I need to save X, Y, Z or oh, I need to do this before I leave. It's just like if you're really about this life and you're ready to make this move then you will apply and do things as if, you know, you're already here. It's basically fake until you make it. Yes. And then once you're here, you That's all it life out. is. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> That's, like, same. No money. Didn't really know what I was going to do. Like, but the, the thing about it is if you make that leap, you can always go back to wherever you are. Like, yeah. it's not it's the not end gonna, of the world. The yeah. gate's going to close. Yeah, and, like, you're just going to, like, fall into hell and yeah. it's, like, done. <laughs> like, no, you'll be fine. Exactly. But I think that's good for people to hear because there is this idea that, you know, you need to have all this stuff together, which I mean, if you can, like if if you are able to save and able to prep, like, duh, oh, do yeah. that. But it's not like, yeah, you don't know. feel that you have to have yeah. like all your ducks in a row before you do anything. And like you said, that's with everything, like starting a business, uh, starting a blog, yes. doing whatever, like you just literally start doing it and, you know. You can figure right. it out as you go. Because if not, you're never going to do anything. Like I had a coworker at Disney and I was always trying to get her to start a blog because mm-hmm. she just had like this interesting life. And she's like, well, I'm going to wait until like my son is in this grade and then I'm going to wait. And I was like, OK, girl, like you're, you're always right. going to find some other like exactly. mark or whatever to put on it until you get ready to do it. So just and do it. And honestly, having that kind of like drive and fearlessness is what separates 
yourself from having a normal life to an like yeah. above average or abnormal right. life. Like if you are willing to put yourself out there into situations into like the great unknown, then you most likely will get what you want out of life because you're not afraid to go for what you want. Right. So, so okay, you were killing in DC, you know, working for the first lady and getting those like vibes. <laughs> And then you were like, all right, I'm over this. Like, I need to go to L.A. You you got here. You know, you got hired. So you're at your first job. And, like, what does being a social media – and at that time, you weren't a manager. What was the actual role? It was like – So I think it was – the title was, like, a social media specialist. Got but, it. But, well, it was two parts. So first of all, it was, like, my first real, like, fashion – job yeah and then i was the only social media person so i was responsible for everything and before when i was in dc like yeah i had dabbled into a bit of everything but i'd never done it all by myself and like that was my real first social media job with living social so when i was here it was just a lot of like figuring it out and going and you know that's when i really learned like okay i actually do have like a natural ability and i'm good at this because yeah. I didn't just com- come here and completely fail like everything so right. kind of went as planned even though I didn't have you know like years and years of direct experience in it um, and so you know a lot of people think oh you're just taking in a cute picture and you're posting it on Instagram and that's what your job is or you're just yeah. coming up with a funny tweet and tweeting it out and it's just so much more to that like honestly that's just touches the very surface it's seriously more about the numbers and the analytics and like why you're doing things and the stories you're trying to tell that really drives everything else. So I think a lot of people go or think of social media jobs as just like fluffy and fun. Mm -hmm. And it really is, there's just so much more that goes into it. Girl, I believe it. Cause like, and for people listening, cause everyone, everyone doesn't live in LA or they aren't surrounded by, you know, brands or like how they work, but essentially when you buy a product, yes, you buy it because you like it. Or, you know, if, if you see a brand, you're you're attracted to the brand because you like it. But it's something about that brand or product that has, like, a story behind it. And a great example is Disney because they tell all the fucking stories ever. <laughs> so it's something that keeps you tied to it. It's Even if you don't recognize the story straight out, it's something about the personality of the brand that gets you there. And for a social media specialist or manager or whatever, they have to take that personality and figure out how to put it into visuals for people to, you know, buy or, you know, be into the brand or come into events. So it's really more about like the art of storytelling about a brand versus just being like, hey girl, like put the ice cream cone up. Let's take a photo. Exactly. Um, And another thing that I didn't really mention. So like I said, Living Social was like the one non-government job you could have yeah. at the time. Basically, that was like fun and cool. And a big part of me moving to L.A. was because of the job market out here. Like so many mm-hmm. fashion brands, beauty brands, tech brands are out here. And I knew – I just had the feeling like once I got out here, I was going to be able to fall you know, into a place that I needed to be. Right. And seriously, since I've been in L.A., there is like not a week that goes by that someone – you know, doesn't hit me up on LinkedIn yeah. asking if I'd be interested in Lit. interviewing in, you know, a, a fashion brand or a beauty brand or whatever it may be. So it's like literally my life completely changed just by being in this area. Right. And, you know, with the skill set that I had that I wouldn't have had or been exposed to the opportunities that I am now exposed to. So see. 
that's what the people need to hear. <laughs> yeah. So just take the leap. Take you seriously don't know what's leap. on the other side. Yes. Take the leap. Like if you, if you want to go somewhere, take the leap. If you don't, because I've ran across a couple of people like through social media who like are in Alabama in certain places where it's traditionally not as creative or it's not creative companies, so to say. And they're trying to take like the companies that are there and find like that cool way to just make them better than what they are. So if you're in a city and you're like, hey, like this sounds good, but I'm actually trying to stay at the house, then do that and try to figure out how to make the best with what you have. Like if it's some like mom and like mom and dad, like boutique that's like mm-hmm. kind of low key, but it's lit and you want to like work with them, reach out to those type of people because you never know, especially in places like Alabama, because I'm going to use that because that's where I'm from. <laughs> there are a lot of like untouched markets. Like when I went back home, there is a boutique that was super cute. And when I came in, my mom was being extra and telling them like, my daughter does like <laughs> branding and blah, blah. So they're like trying to talk to me about websites and shit. But as I was talking to them, I'm like, okay, you don't really have anybody to work your social media. You don't have any design. Like it's, I could like work with them and they could be a full service client if I was there. I mean, mm-hmm. I could still do it here but it's a lot. <laughs> so yeah, use what you have, like use what you have where you are. I really want to get into your personal stuff when it comes to social media. Cause like the brands y'all title, whatever, but I think you're really growing personally. But before what does your day to day look like at working in social media? Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, even I'm curious, like I know you do like shoots and I know you have different things you have to like plan out, but usually like, I don't know for a week, what's your day to day it really changes like based on you know what is going on that week like you said we'll have sometimes like photo shoots that we got to go and kind of just you know see what we can get behind the scenes kind of stuff and do that and then most of the time it's like building out editorial calendars and like going to meetings to get those approved also actually scheduling like all the content that you know I'll go in and create and even down to linear things like making a Facebook ad copy and looking at, you know, analytics or creating Instagram stories. So it's, it all changes, but at, you know, the surface level, it's always kind of building or creating content right? and going from there. Dope. So with you working professionally, you're, you're working in social media. At some point you had to be like, all right, like I want to brand myself First question is, how did you even think to brand yourself? Because some people use social media as a tool to like, this is my platform. This is my brand. This is my aesthetic. But then you still have another group of people, which is totally cool, by the way, before somebody come at me like, I'm just on Instagram to post my dog. But you have people who are using it just like, you know, casually, which is totally cool. So how did you make that decision to take your Instagram and really brand it and create like an aesthetic around your personality? Well, again, it wasn't until I got here and I saw that other people doing similar jobs that I was doing um, had these like branded Instagram profiles and, you know, were kind of doing their own thing on the side that I realized if I want to stay here and compete with these people for these same jobs, I need to Mm -hmm. also separate myself. So I started, you know, branding Honestly, at the time, I didn't even know really what I was branding. I just started doing it (laughs) because it took me so long to kind of figure out, like, what is my aesthetic? What what do I want to share? Like, for a lot of people, that sometimes comes naturally and they have these, like, perfect feeds and you can tell exactly who they are, like, the first two seconds. But for me, it was something that I had to work at because 
I like so many things and I wanted to do so like everything at the same time. And that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. So for me, it was a lot of trial and error. Like, okay, I like this, but does this have to be on Instagram? You know what I mean? Like, do I need to post my ice cream every two weeks? (laughs) No, I don't need to do that. So it's been a work in progress. It still is, but definitely separating myself and starting to, you know, put my own kind of personality on social media has helped me even in job interviews. People have referenced like, oh, I love your Instagram. I was, you know, I'm excited to interview with you. So just having that is like an extra portfolio that is just a bonus if you do have it. I think for people listening who, you know, may have an Instagram and it is more, I mean, I definitely consider your Instagram still being like personal. Like it doesn't feel like you're exploiting anything, but there are people who are like, hey, you know, I'm like cool with just posting like my cats. Like, you know, And, and that's cool. And I think for people who do that, they often wonder, like, what are the benefits from, you know, packaging yourself a certain way on social media? So based off what you're saying, it seems that not only has it just helped you creatively, but even professionally. So if for me, I want to market myself a certain way. So when people see my page, they know okay, you know, she's into this type of stuff. Like she may be associated with these brands. This is like the tone of her life. Like this is how she speaks, whatever. So for people who often wonder, like why are people putting so much time into social media? In this case, Instagram is really to create a brand of yourself that you don't have to necessarily pitch. Because if someone sees my Instagram, they get it. Versus me having to sit down and say like, hey, my name is Lacey and I like sneakers and like trap music and design. (laughs) Honestly, a big part of, you know, that branding and putting your own personal content is like, okay, I talk about these things all the time, but it's like, all right, put your money where your mouth is. Like, are you really, if you're really about this, then, you know, post it, talk about it influence people in it become you know someone that people can turn to and say like oh yeah I know she likes xyz or whatever so for me I tried to have a blog like back in high school that was mainly like lifestyle and just talked about like sneakers and things like that and um, it just kind of fizzled off but you know then I would or even like streetwear, you know, I would go to like Commonwealth in DC with my mm-hmm. brother and like get ice cream t-shirts or whatever um, And so I felt like for a while there was a disconnection, like I was into all of that stuff, but it was just like in my mind. It wasn't anywhere. No one could really look at me and say, oh, yeah, she's like an influencer in this space or we look at her because of this. So once I finally started putting it out in like a creative outlet, then I felt more like myself because it was clear to see the things that I was interested in. And uh, I don't know. I guess all the things that were in my head were now out. Right. So that's a great segue into my next question. <laughs> and it's like the low, a loaded question. I already know you're going to be like, girl, I don't know. So <laughs> one thing that you touched on was aesthetic. And I think that's like the question that, and you know how I feel about my Instagram. Like I'm, I'm on a hiatus right now, <laughs> but I always, I always seem to get a question. I know you get this question too about, how do you even come up with an aesthetic? How did you find like your avenue, your lane, your niche, niche, whatever you say it? <laughs> how did you how did you find that? Because I think once you find that, that's kind of how you know how you want your page to look and feel. And essentially it's discovering your own personal branding, which is like loaded as fuck. But yeah. how did you how did you go about finding that? And how did you know when you found it? 
Well, I guess it's been a more recent thing that I feel like I finally hit the head on the nail. Is that how that saying goes? I, I always so. mess that up. <laughs> but basically, well, first of all, I'm a Virgo. So I'm – shout out to all the Virgos if you're listening. So I'm naturally like a very analytical person, over analytical, honestly. And so – you know, I've kind of been doing this personal branding, trying to find out what it is I want to share, whatever. And I took a step back and realized all of the things that I like, I guess that drives my aesthetic is really like 12-year-old Evelyn, 13-year-old Evelyn, 15-year-old <laughs> Evelyn. So a lot of what I'm posting now is just things that I've always been into. Honestly, it's been like an exploration into self. Like I've really mm -hmm. kind of refound myself and become kind of that kid again to a sense, like, you know, from the style aspect and just even to like captions and stuff, like using old songs, whatever. It's just, I feel like I've kind of gone back to that, you know, original self before like all, everything was tainted by. Yeah. By social media. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> But honestly, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like you really have to want to do this to do this because if you don't, then you're going to become frustrated. It's going to become mundane. You're not going to want to do it. And it's right. just, you know, going to be a waste of time. So don't just do it because you feel like you have to or because you feel like you should. Do it because you have a genuine interest. Do it because you want to get something out of it. I mean, my objective has definitely changed as, you know, time has gone on. At first it was for me to separate myself from these different brands and say, hey, look, there's like a real person behind this that isn't these brands, that is, right. you know, their own person. And also I would love to get free stuff, you know, from yeah. brands that I love and I'm already buying and like Supporting, repping on, yeah. Yeah, on social media. But as time has gone on now, it's more so I just want to like showcase my my own interests. I just want a place where I can put all of the stuff that's in my head out on a tangible platform and so that people can come and look and say like, oh, that's her. Like, I'm, I'm always joking being like, oh, I do it for the shy girls. Oh, I do it for the yeah. brown girls. Oh, I, you know what I mean? Like, I just want a space that can be relatable to other girls and maybe inspire them to kind of do the same thing or to just like get out of their box because I was that shy little kid. And I'm still a pretty shy person now, but I've definitely forced myself out of the box so much. I've landed in some of the craziest situations, <laughs> and I'm just like, how the hell did I get here? Like, yes. I don't like to talk to anybody, and how am I sitting in yes. this room right now, you know? Me too. <laughs> so it's just, I guess now more so I'm changing it to kind of be more inspirational in the sense that I just want to, like, energize other girls and, you know, anyone who feels like they can relate to get out there and do what they want to do. Right. I love that. Definitely do it for the shy girls because I feel like I feel like being shy is something people don't talk about or yeah. being like introverted. Or, it's all about right. the big personalities. Exactly. Um, or even like myself. When I tell people I'm not really extroverted, they're like, you're lying. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I talk a lot when I have to. And then I go into a hole and I like I just yeah. want to be all dark. And like it's just me and my computer. And I don't want to talk to people. Exactly. So I think it's good for people who are thriving in, in a certain space to speak about who they are as a person because to some extent social media and certain like certain people that you see like I'm pretty sure people DM you and say like how are you doing this like it seems like I can't obtain it like how do you 
like Evelyn is deep into streetwear and like sneakers. So people are like, how do you have all this stuff? Like, what are you doing? And I think just being vocal about who you are makes everything feel more real. Like, that's why I hit you up because I was like, okay, after stalking her for like months, I was like, okay, I can hear her. We've been She's following dope. each other for a minute. Like, yeah. you were one of the first people that I followed once I started doing all the branding stuff and I moved out here. So it's been almost. Three years I moved out here, so I would say at least like two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what drew me to you because everything felt more real. So going back to the aesthetic, Mm -hmm. because you made a bunch of good points, and I'm trying to like pull out pieces so people are like, okay, let me get the bullet points. Yeah, and which you you were, so it's not a problem. But (laughs) when I think about aesthetic and I think about what you said, essentially you, you take everything you like, and for people listening, don't think about it too much and I'm also an overthinker like I'm overthinking like even what I'm getting ready to say right now (laughs) so don't overthink it just bare bones take a piece of paper out and you know write down I like sneakers food cake I don't know (laughs) so I will say that start with content buckets but also like create mood boards you know get the visual kind of mindset ready of what you want to see on your feed or how you would position your feed and then that's kind of how you go from there when you're out on the street and you see some like cool plants or something and you take the picture and you're like oh I can already you know kind of look back into my memory and see something that relates to this that I know will fit into the grand scheme of what I'm trying to do exactly so it's really just kind of like defining you know those buckets of what your content falls into and for me it's always like sneakers style in general but specifically streetwear and then I just kind of have other so if I'm at a cool place or if I'm eating really good food whatever I'll throw that in sometimes right but it all kind of falls into that and so from there I mean it gets so down to the details like the colors that you want prevalent in your feed right the tones like it's just (laughs) too much to be quite honest but if you at least start with the content and you're consistent on the type of content that you're pushing out then you can play around with the close-up shots, the faraway shots. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like all of that stuff just falls into it after that. So Yeah, and I think once you have like a clear idea, like making those content buckets, so figuring out, you know, what do you want, what do you want to represent your page? Like what do you want to post about? Then making the mood board. And I think I spoke about it on another podcast, but you know, I love Pinterest. And yeah. like Evelyn gave me an exercise a while ago. And I also do something similar with branding clients, which is create a mood board, like create a Pinterest board that looks like your future Instagram page and stare at it and figure out why yes. you like it. Yes. Like, you know, are there similar colors? For instance, when I did mine, I noticed that there was like a lot of pinks. It was a lot of color in general. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes I try to, well, at that point, I was kind of straying away from color on my feed because especially in in the different communities that I saw myself wanting to be in, everything was like dark and contrast or like minimal and like black and white. And I was like, I need to be like that. And that's another thing. Like, don't, you don't have to be like shit, but <laughs> like whatever you are. And so I was running away from what I really liked until I did the Pinterest board. And I'm like, oh shit, like. I like color. I found ways to blend, you know, like color and streetwear or color and sneakers together. I noticed that I love photos of like buildings and architecture, like weird plants or like walls or just weird things. So having that visual reference helped me. And I st- I'm still not like where I want to be because I don't even know what that is really. But it at least <laughs> helped me narrow down what my eye goes to. And then from there, it was about, you know, figuring out 
okay, I like color. Is it bright? Is it muted? And these are just things that I know for me, I just try out. And sometimes, you know, I'll get off track. Like recently I went down like this dark path where it was a bunch <laughs> of blacks and it was super contrasty. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I like this too. So I think it's it's fun to experiment. Don't feel like, you know, you have to do a certain thing. Like you don't have to have a feed that's, you know, all one color or you don't have to like, you know, it doesn't have to be a series. It doesn't have to be random. It doesn't have, like, it doesn't have to be anything, but what you want it to be. So for like takeaways on how to find your aesthetic, um, write a content, like box list, figure out what you want to do, create that visual mood board, see what you like and figure out how to like replicate those type of images. But even from there, you know, if you see, oh, a lot of these images look minimal or a lot yeah. of these images look pink or whatever it is, like find those themes that you're not necessarily thinking about, then run with that. Because that's obviously right. what you like or you're leaning into. Right, right. And also don't be afraid to look at other people's pages. Like don't copy because. Don't copy. Evelyn don't have people copy. stealing shit. <laughs> like don't steal a photo and like I'm going to make this exact photo. Yeah, don't remake yeah. other people's photos. But there, like, you know, you have the bookmark feature on Instagram and I bookmark a lot of stuff and there are feeds who I'm like you know this is a person I could see being a friend in the future even I don't know this person because they have like a dope vibe or I like you know how they stage their photos or like their blog shoots or whatever and it's not looking at it saying I'm gonna go to this location and shoot this exact thing but it's like hey there you know, are definitely horror stories of crazy people who yes do that <laughs> and it's so weird and they always get caught <laughs> and you don't have to do it it's weird but yeah, you can see people's pages who you admire or who have a similar tone and look at, you know, what they're doing. For me, I always have an issue trying to figure out how to include design within my feed because I'm a designer and I want people to know that. And so I follow a bunch of like agencies or designers who are super lit and we have similar aesthetics. And I'm like, how are they presenting design on their page? So maybe they're doing like flat lays, which is something I don't usually do. So I'm like, hey, maybe I tried that. Or, you know, maybe they're doing something in Photoshop, like a weird graphic to show their work that I didn't think of. And I'm like, cool, you know, maybe I should think of like putting my design in some type of format and then posting it. Like, I don't know. So feel free, like, don't feel afraid to look at other people. Don't steal their shit, but you can look at them for inspiration. Don't And feel free to test things out. Like I went right. through a phase where I was like, okay, I'm going to test series and see how that does for me. And or I'm going to test this type of coloring and see how it does for me. Ideally, you know, in terms of growth, the accounts that grow fast are usually like the minimal, bright, mm -hmm. light, like everything looks the same and is like perfectly curated types of feeds. But for me, I'm not trying to, you know, necessarily grow everything like immediately. I'm just really trying to find exactly what, you know, my aesthetic is. Yeah. And because of that, I'm like testing and learning all the time. And so, you know, that it is what it is. But if you do go in with already, I guess, kind of a rubric of exactly what you want and you stick to that and you're very consistent, then that's a recipe for success of you know growing on social media. It, there's so many different factors when it comes to like getting your followers up mm -hmm. than getting the right content that you want. Right. So it's like, what are your, what's your objective? If it's the growing side, then you have to be kind of consistent and you have to have a theme and, or tell a story or 
be the person that someone looked at their page and they're like, I want to be friends with that person or right. I want to live their life. Or be transparent. I think exactly. transparency definitely helps. Something that people aspire to be, whether it is to be more genuine and more real or to travel more or to, you know, wear specific type of clothes, whatever right. it is. But just kind of being like an inspiration for others. Those are the accounts that usually grow fast and, you know, you see kind of pop in, in random places. Yeah. So going to followers because followers are like the like necessary evil of of social media. I keep talking about Instagram, but we'll talk about like a couple of different platforms, but people, people seem to think, which is true that in order to get certain opportunities or, you know, to be seen, like I see illustrators and designers like doing some crazy stuff, like working with big brands. I'm like, how are you doing this? And then they have like 30,000 followers. So in my mind for the longest, it's, well, I need this following to get, you know, these opportunities, which to some extent, that's still a little true. But now I'm seeing like a shift in how brands work with people. And it seems like, you know, they're down to work with people with smaller, you know, followings because the engagement seems to be better, which people, from what I found out in social media streets, if you could have, you could have like a million followers, but nobody's engaging with your shit, then you're pretty much useless to these brands that wants to give you money. But a lot of people working with smaller followings, like even when I look at people like you, like you, you have a lot of engagement and then you also are lit and you have like, you've had different collabs like coach and like all types of stuff. Adidas is sending you stuff like you, you have it. So I think for people listening, one, you need to know you don't have to have a lot of followers to get opportunities. Like, of course, as your followers grow, you'll probably be seen more. So it's about visibility and you'll get it. But you don't have to have a lot of followers. So one, I just want to get your take on like the whole follower thing. And then two, because this is something we talk about, to some extent, does it seem unobtainable to get to like 100K? Like just even to break through like and get 10K or whatever, because I look around, I'm like, how the hell are y'all getting these followers? If you're not buying them, like, is it one event that sets you off? Like, what is it that gets that that big thing and I think people want to know which we don't have no answers I don't know how you do it (laughs) (laughs) but it's I think the people need to know that like it's okay not to have a lot of followers and you still grow so first and foremost it is okay not to have you know a million followers or whatever I remember I started like pitching two brands that I liked after only having like a little over a thousand followers and like I got people to send me shoes and stuff Yeah. sometimes you just have to like reach out to them or most of the time they'll reach out to you, but don't be afraid to reach out to them. Right. Honestly, it's the quality of your content. If you're making really good content and you have really great photos, a brand is going to be down to send you content because they know they're going to get something out of it. They're going to get good photos. Right. So the whole like influencer, blah, 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 like that conversation, there's so many different things that go into that because there are some people who are just really great content creators and it doesn't matter the engagement. It doesn't matter their followers, but yeah. you know that they'll deliver quality photos if you work with them as a brand. And then there are other people that you are targeting primarily for their influence because their engagement is great. They have a lot of followers and they're actually going to drive people to buy your product. Right. So, you know, you can also kind of fall into or gear your content to fall into one of those like do you want to be more of the influencer to drive sales or do you just want to be a really great content creator who also you know may drive sales may not but that's not the main objective of why someone's reaching out to you Mm -hmm. but I've had 
I guess, the luxury of being on both sides of the fence because on the brand side, you know, I do a lot of our influencer outreach and I don't look at followers as the end all be all. In fact, if anything, I feel like I look a little bit deeper when people do have really big followings to see if they're even getting good engagement yeah. or things like that. Because at this point, followers is seriously like a vanity number. Like I could go buy a hundred thousand followers tomorrow. And right. then on top of that, buy, you know, like five thousand likes per photo. And then a brand looking in is gonna be like, Wow, she has ten thousand followers yeah. and she gets five thousand likes on each photo. And it's all fake. So I don't care <laughs> about the numbers. I don't well, I don't care about I guess the large numbers. Yeah. I care if you're actually doing something in like your community space. You're actually influencing people and you see that in the comments of people saying like, look at her outfit or, oh, look at those shoes. Or, you know, if you're actually creating good content, that's what I look for from the brand side. And most of the time I'm working with people who have less than 10,000 followers um, and are usually in the range of like 3,000 to, I don't know, 8,000. And, you know, I'm targeting those people to work with them. Because the people who are big and have like 50,000, 60,000, whatever, they are charging like such high rates. And sometimes you don't necessarily see a return on those high rates. Mm. So it's more of a risk in some cases, unless they can really prove it out that, you know, they're worth paying XYZ. And right. honestly, some of those rates are like crazy. The money I've seen some articles. that people are making. <laughs> on social media for just posting, for just appearing at events, for just mentioning a brand in like a YouTube video is some people's like whole yearly salary. Yeah. So it is just a crazy, crazy world. But don't think that you have to have a bajillion followers to get big opportunities. Obviously, some brands, a lot of brands actually still look at the follower count and kind of base things off of that. But, you know, you can still shake things up. You can still, you know, get your little free on and talk about brands that you love without having, I don't know, 50,000 followers. Right. The numbers aren't everything, people. You keep making my segues, like, super easy because (laughs) (laughs) I want to go behind the scenes for a minute. Like, you, you talk about good content and people come to you for good content and good content takes time to make. And a lot of people have asked you, I know for a fact, have asked me weirdly, like, how like how are you creating this stuff? And I think kind of going back to the followers thing, people will look at people with big followers or look at pages in general and see their photos and they're like, well, you know, how do these photos look so good? How are they? Who's taking these photos? Like, how do you <laughs> learn how to take photos? Like, how, like, what are you editing in? Like, just how is this yes. happening? Because I look at stuff. I mean, I still look at stuff and I'm like, how yes. are you doing this? And that's what I want to know. And that's what I think the people want to know. Like, how, <laughs> how are you doing? Like, take us through the process to where... Hold on, I'm trying to think of like a good, no, I'm not going to put out your business like that. Because <laughs> I, I was trying to think, so when you got this thing, how did you? But I know, okay, same question, but like not going to use the brand. Okay, okay. If a brand sends you a package or or in general, if you're like, I want to shoot these shoes I have or this outfit, from that very moment, how do you go about executing like your vision? Like how... How do you think about, you know, how you want it to look, how you want it staged, where your location is, like all of it? 
So, some for me, I guess it depends on the product. Okay. Like, for instance, I default to kind of more of a tomboy style. Like, I like t-shirts and shorts, and I don't really wear dresses. I don't really wear skirts, but I like them too. You know, yeah. it's just that's not – I like to be comfortable all the time. And right. And that kind of stuff is more comfortable. In fact, I'd like – I could wear overalls every day if I had fine. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, I just work with a brand, and they are definitely a more, like, girly brand. But I kind of took it as, like, a challenge, yeah. you know, to still represent myself in the way that I see myself, but style their more feminine pieces. And so one of the pieces I had was, like, this, like, silky, like, sexy, like, baby blue romper. Oh, I remember and, that. It yeah, so and it looks more like a dress, but I, as soon as I got it, I was like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this. Like, I have, so it's like a satiny material. I have these, like, satiny Air Max Pluses, and I was like, all right, we're going to tell, like, a little, like, satin story, and it's going to be more, like, sultry than I usually do, and mm -hmm. definitely more sexy than I usually do, but I still think it's important to kind of show, like, that diversity, that I'm not just, right. you know, this one person, or that I can make something like this still my own, yeah. and, you know, it look normal. So I guess the thought process starts once I actually know what the product is, and then from there I'll go, like, okay, well, this type of, you know look should be in this type of environment like for instance i got um, this kind of set from adidas that was like super tropical and i was like that's okay. the one i was going to reference okay. i was like i'm not going to tell the people what you're getting from who <laughs> so it was like okay i need to i want to go somewhere tropical because that's the vibe that i feel when i look at this you know outfit and so it's just i guess the story starts from there and for me, I've had the luxury of having an amazing in-house photographer by the name of Franco. <laughs> Shout out to Franco. Franco the human. <laughs> Shout out to my fiance who sometimes loves taking pictures and sometimes not so much. So honestly, <laughs> just a big thank you to him for even dealing with me and all of my <laughs> commands of how to take pictures of me. Yeah, the Instagram like boyfriend husband thing is real, yeah. and <laughs> I've used that to my advantage. I'm like, can somebody come take pictures of me <laughs> consistently? <laughs> right, but you know, if you don't have that person in your house and you don't have someone to do it all the time, you know, ask your brother, ask your friends, go out with your other friends who also brand their own content, and just have shoots on the weekend and gather a bunch of content, you know, in two days, and then you can post during the week if you right. need to. So it, it, you don't have to have someone. And also now with this whole like blogger, I guess, industry, there are photographers out there who shoot bloggers specifically and they right. have rates and you can hit them up and you can have shoots with them. So there are ways around it. But I've just been very lucky to have someone <laughs> in the house for me. And, you know, down to like, I guess, the camera that I use. So when I first started, I was just using an iPhone. Yeah. I was just really kind of getting my feet wet. And then I saw, you know, just the quality of images that you get from using like a DSLR is just right. so different. Yeah. And I kind of fought against it so for so long because I'm like, Instagram is meant to be like iPhone photos. That yep, was like, same. exactly, <laughs> like that's what it was intended for. And then eventually I just like, I caved in because the photos just look so they much look better. Crisp, yeah. yeah, they look crisp. And, you know, even from there, it was like, okay, so I got this DSLR. I'm using it on the photo shoots. And I'm like, the photos still don't even look that good. Like, mm -hmm. the stock lens that it came with was just whatever. And yeah. you couldn't even really tell a difference. So it wasn't until I dove a little bit further mm -hmm. and looked into lenses and to kind of 
really geared like, okay, well, I need this type of lens for this or that, that I finally started getting those fire, crisp-ass pictures that I really wanted. So it's a lot, but, you know. And then this also, because I know people are probably like, well, like, how did you learn, like, your angles? Which, listen, we can't tell you everything. And not, <laughs> and not because we don't want to, but it's really one. Cause it's I, experience. Yeah, it's experience. And it's just getting out and, like, shooting and, like, shooting with different people. Like, just kind of seeing, like, what you like and what your aesthetic is exactly. and how you want to represent yourself. And, and again, I'm shy as fuck. So the first few times that I went out was like awkward. It was oh, like yeah, me super standing awkward. Standing there like, what do I do? How do I move? People are looking at you if you're exactly. like in some like public location. It's super weird. Yes, but now I've learned that like you can just tune it tune it all out. It doesn't yeah. even matter. If people are looking at you crazy, whatever. Honestly, in LA, people are having little photo shoots. They're in doing every everything. Corner, so it doesn't matter. But just tune it all out and like, you know, it's just you and the camera being normal. And I know that sounds a lot easier than it is because, like I said, you got to work up to that point. Yeah. But once you get up to that point, it's like, okay, well, who cares? Like, I feel confident enough in myself that I can just move around here, look into this camera, play around, whatever, and know that I'll get, like, the type of photos that I want. And actually, that's even something that I'm trying to, um, I guess, work on now is kind of expressing myself more in the photos. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just me standing looking at the camera. Like now I want to really like show my personality. And right. like I said, I'm a shy girl. Sometimes that's hard to kind of come through in photos because I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, look normal. But I want to show that, you know, there is that other personality too. And I guess I wouldn't necessarily consider myself like an introvert or extrovert. I think I'm just an introvert, but mm-hmm. When I'm comfortable with people and when I'm around my friends, like, I don't shut up. I talk. But, you know, sometimes I I, I embrace the silence. I'm okay with silence. So. Right. I it's think a little you, bit of everything. No, it really is. Like, it's, like, I'm just thinking about, like, my struggles with social media. And I'm like, oh, it's so much. But it all comes with practice. So get out, shoot. If you have a group of friends who all need content, because, like, that's something I'm into, like, every other weekend or so, get together with friends, and we'll all shoot each other because we literally all need content for something. And it's just about playing around, like, getting shots in different angles or, you know, making different faces. I'm hella awkward in front of the camera, and I have, like, two faces. So, like, (laughs) one thing I'm trying to do is, like you said, be more expressive, so people can actually know my personality and, you know, get to know me better. So I feel like we gave the people like a good chunk. Also, going back to the camera real quick. Mm-hmm. If you have an iPhone like 7 Plus these days, you can do all that. On, oh, yeah. The 7 Plus is like lit. Like yeah. that camera. Jesus Christ. Like I've and seen honestly, some portrait mode photos that are like Exactly. Good. And even with iPhone, you can edit them, you know, well enough that it looks like just the same quality. Yeah. I use Visco personally. That was but. my next question. Like, what do you use? Highly recommend Visco. That's what I what I use too for the most part. Photoshop Express is good for certain things. I barely use it now. I use Visco though because it does the same thing. And I'm not really into like masking out beauty marks and stuff. Same. I don't care that much. But I will say for like all my women of color, Visco filters, once you put them on in like a photo that you're in, it washes out your complexion. So I will always go into another app and like rebrighten my skin yeah. so I don't look dull because yeah. it always dulls you Yeah, out. it does. And then I know sometimes cause I use a filter that's kind of like it makes it dull too. Like I'll turn down the filter like maybe close to like halfway and then go back in and like boost up like either the contrast or the saturation so my yeah. brown can come back out. <laughs> so keep your brown, people. Yes. <laughs> keep your brown. 
I have a couple more questions, then we're going to do like some quick rapid fire stuff. Okay. It's so many. Like what? With social media, it's always a struggle of, it's so many things of like comparing yourself to other people, looking at people who are trash and figuring out how they made it. Like, <laughs> which all y'all have seen it. Like, how did this person get yes. to work with this brand and their content looks like shit? How do you, how do you battle those like self-doubt moments or any time where you're like, like shit, like I want to get here or, you know, I'm, I just so happen to like look on Instagram and see this person and I'm like, I don't want to compare myself, but like, how did, like how, or you question yourself of like, when will I get to, and not on social media? Cause like no one's sitting at home being like, Oh my God, I just want a hundred thousand followers. People are more like, I want to be able to get these opportunities and able to be on a certain platform. So how do you battle dealing with those issues? Well, I think I finally got like realistic with myself. One, you cannot absorb all these other people's energies and think that your content is going to come out the best possible way that it should come out. So I did get stuck in like kind of comparing myself and being like, oh, fuck, like they got to this point and I'm still here and but their content is this. And, and like you literally just have to turn that off. You know, everyone is on their own path, just like life. And maybe some people will blow up in a month. Maybe it'll take some time, but regardless, like just turn yourself off to all of that types of like bullshit chatter and just focus on what it is that you want to do and people who relate with you and can vibe with that will follow. And, you know, that those are the people that you need at the time that you need them. Right. You don't need everyone to like you. You don't need to have, you know, millions of followers within three months of doing this. Like it takes time for some people. They do blow up. They do have a big moment that brings on, you know, like 2000 followers or whatever. Yeah. But you can't just kind of like wander through life waiting and hoping for that to come. You got to keep going and, you know, one day it'll happen. I think with having so many different types of people and accounts and everything just kind of thrown in your face all the time. It's so easy to compare yourself or to say, I want to be like this, or I want my photos to look like hers or whatever. And the more that you can differentiate yourself and do your own thing and turn the noise off and kind of look inward more is when things will actually start happening for you and you'll have a clear vision of what you want to do. And it's just looking at that person for more like inspiration versus, yes. you know, I, I like want to be like this person, whatever. And if you find people who you're obsessing over, because I had a few people who I used to like obsess over. Yes. I had to make myself just like not even look. Yeah, exactly. I had to cut them off like mentally. <laughs> like I can't look at this page right. anymore. Because then it starts affecting you. Like you yeah. start thinking like that. And it's like, well, that's not even really me. I just yeah. like that. And then like you subconsciously start changing like your content and exactly. things. So like that's when I found myself. If you look back on my Instagram, I keep all my trash on there because I want people to see how bad <laughs> it is. It was when I went to DC, I think not last year, but the year before. But I look and these are cute photos, but I look at like the type of way I was editing them and I know exactly who I was copying yep. off of. Like I could look at it and say, like, I was trying to be just like so and so because right. like their photos are edited. And it just it didn't feel good. I don't think it got a good reaction. Like it just but then that that's a great point. Like, look to other places for inspiration. Look to old art books. Look yeah. on Pinterest. Look through old photos. You know what I mean? Like, don't be, don't think that the only inspiration that you need is from Instagram. Because, right. In fact, actually, that should be like the last place that you're looking yeah. for Instagram. Yeah. Just look outside. Look, you know, in your city. I don't know. Just find things that inspire you and make you want to take photos and do that kind of stuff. Right. 
thing. Like, I'm just thinking about how many times I used to, like, look at people's pages and be like, I want to be like this yeah. person. And now Same. just, like, I mean, still, it's a couple of people who I'm like, oh, you dope. Like, right. you know, like, I like the vibe of your page yeah. or whatever. But we talked a lot about Instagram and, I mean, because that's, like, the main platform. But we do have, like, Facebook, which we're not going to talk about Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's <laughs> Facebook, like, Tumblr, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Recently, I've gotten back on Twitter because I just realized how much of a tool it is. Like, you can mm-hmm. really reach out. Like, Twitter faster than like Instagram. the network tool. Yes. Like, all of your big favorite Instagram people have smaller followings on Twitter and are actually attainable to speak to in a personal yes. way. Yes. And, like, big people. Like, people with huge followers. You yes. can just tweet and, like... Exactly. They'll probably see your stuff. Right, so. like you kind of get move out of the clutter when you get onto Twitter because not as many people are on there. But it is such a great like conversation piece. And if you really want to have like a pulse on what is cool or what's going on or like what even the breaking news is right now, like, Twitter is the place for all of that. Yes. And I think Twitter really lets you like show your voice in a different way. Like I'm yeah. really getting drawn to Twitter and Instagram stories. I was so in, I was so over Instagram stories when it came out. Me like too. I was like it's Snapchat over life, which yeah. I still love Snapchat because that's too. where I put ratchet stuff. But <laughs> Instagram is stories are slowly like I haven't posted on Instagram in almost a month. But story wise, like I've posted a lot, and to be honest, I see more engagement on the stories like more than I did posting. Yeah. So I'm like, see, that's stories the thing about are Instagram fun. Stories they are kind of shady because I always get more views on Instagram oh, yeah. stories than I do usually engagement on posts. And that just is across the board, even from the brand side, I've seen that. And in personal side, I'll look at, you know, who's looking at the stories and it's like, oh, Joe from four years ago who has not liked a single photo and has yeah. not talked to me. And so I'm like, like, oh, y'all seeing so this. you literally still keep tabs of my life, yeah, but you don't engage with anything. So it's a really weird place because all of those people... I don't know. I guess you see all the people who are lurking in the background that you didn't even yes. think that you were even a thought in their head because they're not a thought in yours. Right. So it's just like, what is happening? Yes. And one thing Instagram stories has done for me is, I just figured this out last week, so it's breaking news, people. It's helped me figure out what people are drawn to because I post, on my Instagram stories, I post like everything. I don't care. But I'll post like uh, motivational takes from my mom that's usually funny in some type of way. I'll <laughs> post. usually help me. Yes. I'll tell a girl, don't, do not get in involved because she will send out she'll add you to her text message list and you'll be getting a message every morning too so it'll either it's stuff like that mood boards like just images that inspire me like just random stuff that I do throughout the day but from the back end I can see like what stories get the most impressions or what people are like drawn to the most and it was like mind-blowing like it was I put up a screenshot it was like a meme and it said it was long but it was like remember when Blockbuster didn't like listen to Netflix and like where's Blockbuster? It was like oh, one of those comparisons yeah, and that yeah. shit did numbers and I was like, whoa, people need this motivation. Yeah, like it yeah. was certain things that let me know, like, oh, this is what the people want to see. <laughs> so yeah, look, I mean, it, it's it's like I don't know, social media is the devil. <laughs> it's hard because kind of. like <laughs> like when you get really deep into the numbers and all that, it could feel very stressful, but. Just kind of take a step back and look at it more. So it's like, okay, what are people drawn to? Yes. What location are people in? Like, you know, it really helps. But don't get obsessed with like, oh my god, on Wednesday I got yes, this percentage, and on Thursday all I didn't. Time. Remember why you started. Sometimes yes. you get so far from what you originally wanted to put out because you're being driven by likes or whatever that you are no longer like your own 
aesthetic or your own vibe. And so another thing I always say, do it because you like it. Don't do it for the likes. Like the likes will come regardless. And if it's not as many as you want, then, you know, you can like reassess and see what's going on. Right. But don't do things only because, you know, it's going to get a lot of likes on Instagram. Exactly. Because it's super fake. And people can, even if you get the... Even if you get the accolades and the likes and the followers, people, I kid you not, can see right through it. I know a few people who, like, do, like, scammy, shady stuff. And you can get the benefits, but people are still like, oh, so-and-so, I know that content ain't shit. Like, it's the same, you know, whatever. Okay, so, like, rapid fire, like, random-ass questions. (laughs) So, you mentioned MySpace. Yes. Top three rappers. Because I'm doing, like, the top stuff now. <laughs> and it says, and people are like, how you go from social media to rappers? I just like random questions. MySpace so, top three rappers? Like, so if you had to do, like, a MySpace top three, but it was, like, rappers, who would be on there? Is it present day or, like, back in the day? Mm, I'll just do people, whatever. Yeah, top three. Uh, Kanye, even though he's gotten a little crazy now. <laughs> Kendrick for the modern day. Oh, my God. If your top three is my top and three, I'm going to flip. I'm going to put Missy because... There needs to be a female in the top three. And it does. Missy is from VA, and I saw her at FYF last night, and she killed it. And I've always loved Missy Elliott, and so she deserves to be in the top three. Oh, my God. I just I had this conversation with someone, like, top three. And I think mine ended up being – but it was it, it was Missy who was, like, the third one. I couldn't decide. Right. It was Outkast, like, slash Andre, because okay, Andre is yes. my fave. Um, Kanye, Kendrick. I think that was, like, three. And then – I can't remember which one I was struggling with, but I wanted Missy to be up there. So yeah. it was like a two part right. to the three. I'm surprised you didn't say Pharrell. Okay. If this had been back <laughs> in the day, it would have been easy. It would have been Kanye, Pharrell, Kid Cudi, or maybe Lupe Fiasco if it was like Oh, four. man. Lupe. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I love Pharrell, but I I feel like I don't really see him as a rapper. I see him as like something he else. He's just like so. an alien. Like he does it. He's like. Pharrell is always my number one. Yeah. He <laughs> just does everything. He like. Yeah produces and then he'll like throw a he'll rap and he'll start singing on the track then he'll just like do a podcast like he can literally do yeah i feel like everything as a woman like a lot of people uh you know align or like their i guess what's the word i'm looking for like their spirit animal is like you Mm -hmm. know another woman but i feel like mine is pharrell so oh mine is definitely two chains (laughs) (laughs) mine don't ever let me get money It'd be like two chains. It's like the pink house. Like, yeah. like pink Cadillac outfit. I'll be like trench god, like <laughs> just every every single thing. Okay. My space, no, Lacey Space top three. Instagram profiles. Ooh, that's hard. Dum dum dum. Uh I'll say, oh God. That is hard. Gotta give your top three. Hmm. Okay, I want to hear your top three. God first. damn it, I don't know. <laughs> no, you got it. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. Uh, top three. You look on Instagram. Who is? It? I know, right? It's like I look at this all day, and but I it's can't. hard because it's it's for me. Well, for both of us, it's hard. But I'm also thinking about different categories because I'm Same. like design or like right. Hold on, I might. Okay, okay, I can I can name maybe. One or two. Okay, so Castor and Pollux, I think that's how you say it. It's uh-huh. a brand agency out of Toronto. Uh-huh. I look like there. This is a profile who I've looked at and been like, okay, this is like the type of content that I like design wise, right. and that I need to figure out like how to frame certain stuff. 
and their founder, whose name is like Danny, I believe, or either Danny is a designer. I don't know. It's a couple of girls and they're all dope. So I could really use all their profiles, but mm-hmm. I'll use the agency first. And then I'll put this information in the show notes. So that's definitely one for me. I'm trying to think of like a style one. A piece of me want to say, I love a Laylee's page, but I don't want to put that in my top three. See, same. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I love what she does and I love her style, but I I don't know. Top three is like, that's really big. I like that girl. And I'm just naming people I like. It's hard for me to do a top three. It is. <laughs> I'm being fake. I can't answer my own question. Honestly, I feel like my top three wouldn't even be like people on their own it's like pages that i look to for inspiration like basically yeah. approved hype a, yeah. you know that kind of stuff it's really hard and even then i'm like i don't know i'm, I'm also weird when it comes to like top lists because i can never narrow things down i but. like this one girl i don't know and that's the thing about social media you follow people i don't know nobody name and like how to say it or yeah. nothing so i'm sorry but i like <laughs> your stuff <laughs> is it like Khalise or Khaleesi or uh, something anthony that girl's page. page yeah because it feels like it feels effortless yeah it feels effortless and it's just like her and her girls like having fun and yes. like chilling and just being like fly at the same time so and when I look at her page, it's different styles. Like I'm looking now and you see photos that are super bright. And then it's like dark, contrasty. I don't know. She probably doesn't even give a shit, but it all goes together. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Last question. Well, second to last. Okay. Top three, just like random things you could tell people to help them build either their aesthetic or just build like their personal brand on social media in general. Okay. So from the aesthetic side, you know, define your buckets, define your general interest and the type of content that you can create that will fall into those different buckets. If you love fitness, make sure you're posting about fitness. If you love sneakers, make sure you're posting about sneakers. Um, And also, you know, do some research outside of it. Like look at sneaker blogs, look at uh, you know, fitness magazines, other fitness blogs and see how like things are being shot and how they talk about it and just kind of like formulate your own opinion from that. As far as like coloring and stuff goes, we're all naturally drawn to kind of a certain aesthetic and it isn't until we actually like read in between the lines that we kind of see, oh, I like muted colors or I like right. bright colors, whatever. Or for some people, they do know that straight off. So, you know, if you're trying to figure that out, just kind of look at the things around you and the types of inspiration that you're receiving from. And if there are similarities, like, oh, everything's, you know, this tone or whatever, then go with that. That's what you are naturally, right. you know, apt to. And then as far as growing and all that stuff, growth will come. Don't do things just for followers. Don't do things just for likes. If you want to grow aggressively, you know, do a giveaway, but make sure it's still genuinely like in your tone, in your voice in a part of your brand, not just a giveaway for the sake of getting 5,000 followers. Um, you know, go look at other people's accounts, like network, uh, go to different events, um, you know, take really great content that other really big pages like Hype Bay or Basement Approves of the World want to repost your content on their pages that will draw more people to you. So, you know, just be strategic about it and don't feel that you need to do everything for the like or for the follower. Just being yourself and creating good content will bring the right people in. And if you really want to grow aggressively, throw in a giveaway, but just make sure it's consistent and it's genuine. Right. All those are bomb things. I'm going to throw in two because I was just, they just popped up in my head. 
One thing that I try to remind myself of, and like I'm in the midst of revamping my site, hopefully be done sometime next week when I can get my life together, is think of think of creating content as you having your own magazine. And like for me, it's like, okay, what would the Lacey magazine look like? Like what would <laughs> how would the content be shot? Like, you know, how would how would, what would I talk about? Like what what are my interests? And another note is that sometimes your interests are like right in front of you. And that's yes. something I didn't know for the longest. Yes. Like I kind of steered away from like sneakers and stuff at one point or just like Same. fashion in general. Even I'm like, where I like, when yeah. I first started, I wasn't doing it. And then I was like, well, this is me. Like, why am I not doing Yeah. This? And like, even with my blog and like the content that I'm going to be putting out is very much so, you know, stuff that I listen to or do all the time. Like I listen to a bunch of interviews. Like I watch a bunch of documentaries like that. Like I know about a lot of random stuff, like. I don't know, the girl who designed all of like SZA's designs. So like I follow, like I feel like I know her story and that's stuff that people just don't know because they're not in that content. So I'm like, oh, I need to be talking about this stuff because this yeah. is stuff, you know, that I'm interested in is cool. So think about it as just, you know, your own platform. Don't try to like overthink it. And just think of it as like a magazine. It was another point that I was going to make too. Well, about- I just realized like one thing, I guess, to sum up everything that I said is just tell your story not yeah. anyone else's you know not going off of anyone else's experience if it's something that you know first of all even develop what your story is obviously mine is you know i came from across the country i came here and i kind of like find found myself on social media and everything else followed find it what the story is that you want to tell if you want to tell a story of like a shy brown girl from Virginia who moved across the country, make sure that all of your content aligns yeah. with that. And, you know, people will be drawn to a story more so than just really cool pictures of certain product. Like you have to have some kind of personality behind it or else it's just pictures. It's just bland, right? Yeah. Also, don't be afraid to create the content that you don't see because I think that's the most important content to create. So for me, I don't see like a lot of brown girls in streetwear. So like, yes. there's certain projects that I have in mind. It's such a natural. We're, yeah, we're gonna have a whole. But, um, we're gonna. You, I'm gonna bring you back for a whole yeah, other segment just about the state of streetwear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see us a lot, so it's different ideas that I have that incorporate. Seeing brown girls in the street where even like, you know, my own page or like when I post photos of friends, like it all falls into this type of stuff that I don't see. Because if your goal is to work with the brand. So, for instance, like I want to do some freelance stuff with, you know, certain brands like I like Adidas, Nike, all these people. And it's like if I feel like they have a, a lane that they're just totally not hitting the mark on. It's like, let me help you. I'll create the content and then you'll realize I'm lit and then bring me on and we could all be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so think about creating a content that you don't see. Evelyn has definitely dropped some gems and some jewels and some pieces and some tea. So I hope everybody has <laughs> gotten their notepads out. Oh, it's, yeah. And after this, feel free to hit me up on social media. You can oh, girl, me we, we get ready to do your whole like spill and just <laughs> you get ready to do your whole moment. I'm still trying to figure out like my segments of the podcast because I'm just winging it every single time I come to the studio. But... Just throwing out like some, like this is Lacey's pop culture corner for a minute. Listen to Meek Mill album because it's good. He back. He back with the facts. I was over Meek Mill, but his interviews and stuff have been really good on like uh, Angie Martinez and I think it was Hot 97. He's addressing all like the Drake stuff, the Nicki stuff. Um, and you could just tell that he is over himself from all that bullshit and now he's rapping again. The Defiant Ones on HBO is amazing steal somebody log in do the month free thing like i keep watching it because it keeps changing my life 
it was something else that I was going to tell y'all to like listen or watch. I don't remember, but do those things and thank me later. There might be something else that I put in the show notes, but I'm trying to think. It's bugging me because it was definitely like <laughs> a song or something. I don't know. Anyway, tell the people where they can find you. Also know that Evelyn freelances. She will consult you on your life. Evelyn fix your life, basically. Tell the people how where they can find you on social media and how they can contact you if they want your services and your blog and all that good stuff. So you can find me on basically anything at Eve Meets West, E-V-E Meets West. You can go to my blog, same thing, evemeetswest.com. Feel free to message me. Feel free to send me like an email through my blog. Also, my portfolio is up there. So if you do need help with like consulting or something, you can hit me up for that. Um, yeah, basically just find me at Eve Meets West and drop me a line, send me cookies or whatever you want to do. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Evelyn, for being on the pod and telling the people all your secrets. <laughs> Hit her up because she's definitely helped me a lot in my social media, you know, escapades. And I write her all the time being like, fuck this shit. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> what should I do? Like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to come back to Instagram sometime, maybe this week. I'm feeling the itch to post again. Anywho, if you have shit to say or if you have shit that you want me to say, use the hashtag, hashtag shit to say on Twitter. Now that I'm back in the Twitter streets or Instagram, if you want to get these faster and pay for it, feel free to hit me up at Lacey, L-A-C-I at SoLaceyLike.com. For more sauce in the streets, you can find me at So Lacey Like on every single platform in the world. Uh, <laughs> Tumblr, I don't know, pants, dribble for the designers. I'm always also Lacey Like. Visit the blog, which is also So Lacey Like. You see this good branding I have going on. I will be, I'm updating my website. I mean, it's all there now, but I'm updating and it should be lit. Well, it's going to be lit. Hopefully it'll be done this week. And if you want to subscribe, subscribe at SoundCloud at Shit to Say and iTunes. I think something is wrong with my iTunes account right now, but if it's not there, it'll be there. Hit me up and I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Bye.